Good morning, Transformation Radio listeners. We have songs, scripture, and a devotional from Greg Delaney to get your day going, and even the results from last night's softball game. Here is Citizen Saint. This is Maddie Morgan. I want to give a shout out to John Pohl. Um, we really had ourselves a nice Sunday, if you know what I mean. You're my little buddy. You're digging in. You're starting to open up. And uh, I can't wait to see you grow, man. Love you. We continue on today. This is our New Testament scripture reading coming from John chapter 4, verses 43 through 54. It says, At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, 
for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come to Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe me? Believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea.
morning, gentlemen. I pray that you guys are doing great. Um, it's Pastor Delaney, and uh, just thankful I get a chance to share a little bit with you today. Uh, before I do, I, I did want to affirm uh, the team of folks that came and represented the refuge, uh, Reggie and Dan, and the other coordinators for a little while this past week at the statewide opiate conference. Um, I will let you guys know that we were the only faith-based entity that was uh, a part of the exhibitors that were there, and uh, we really had a chance to uh, share a message of hope in Jesus Christ for those that stopped by our booth. Um, actually had somebody come by, and she had a little tear in her eye, and she said, man, I am so glad you were brave enough to come here. And I was like, wow, you know, it didn't take a lot of courage for us to go share Jesus to a bunch of folks that were in the fight with us trying to help people overcome uh, opiate substance abuse and, and addiction. And so I want to thank uh, those guys for representing as well. And also uh, just encourage you that uh, as you guys are in this and sharing this life journey together, uh, that you're going to make an amazing impact when you leave here, uh, when you go back to your communities or if you stay in our communities. Um, this world is incredibly dark when it comes to this opiate problem. Uh, 200,000 people in our nation are addicted. And you guys are showing them a path that is effective and a path that works and a path that brings joy and changes lives. And that path is to Jesus. And so take your story very seriously. Um, because what I saw more than anything during the time in Columbus the last couple of days, it is we have a very dark world that's desperate for a message of hope and possibility, and you guys have that. And so I wanted to encourage you to just remember that, to remember how important this journey that you're on inside the refuge, but more importantly, with Jesus Christ yourself, is going to make an impact and is going to be a powerful tool for the Lord to use when you're done and to a world that is really in some of the worst shape that it's ever been in when it comes to this. So thank you guys for helping, and, and uh, I look forward to watching you guys continue to grow in your journey and your story. One of the things that I wanted to share today, though, is a little old-fashioned. Um, my family, uh, we, we like Disney. Um, my kid worked there for a little while, and uh, back when I was a kid, you know, we always went to all the movies, and one of the movies that uh, is quite a bit older, so I'm going to date myself here and I might even lose some of you millennials along the way, um, but Pinocchio, uh, you know, you guys might know the story, you know, the little wooden boy wanted to be real, and, um, but he had a little trouble with lying and had a little trouble, you know, uh, with obedience and his nose would grow and all that stuff, but he had this little cricket that provided him his conscience. And Jiminy Cricket would even, even say, let your conscience be your guide. And Jiminy Cricket would work really hard to try to keep uh, Pinocchio on track. And the reason I mentioned it today is, and I know it's a little old-fashioned, and uh, some, some of you are probably rolling your eyes, you know, thinking it's uh, a little weird. But uh, my dad, who's 80 years old, he... Uh, you know, he loves to go to Disney World, too. He's probably more than my kids do. And uh, one of the characters that he loves is Jiminy the Cricket. And Jiminy Cricket, has got, he's got pins of it and a shirt of it. And, and uh, 
and so he and I were talking the other day uh, about, you know, just a trip that we had taken some time ago, and we got to talk a little bit about Jiminy, and uh, got me thinking how important our conscience really is, you know, because if you have accepted Jesus Christ, and you guys have had that opportunity to do so while you've been with us, and, and maybe you've been baptized down at Benton County, or maybe at one of the churches, you know, we have this amazing help with our conscience. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit um, provides us, you know, opportunities to, to guide us uh, when we need to make decisions. And especially when we need to make decisions that are moral or making decisions that are uh, in alignment with what the Lord would have for us now that we're emerging from our old people, places, and things, our old lives of addictive behaviors and selfish behaviors. And so I, what I wanted to share with you is it's important to understand that when we accept Jesus, he wants to help us and he helps us through our conscience. He allows our conscience to have a voice inside our head as to what is right and what's wrong. In fact, Isaiah 30 says it this way, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And so I think that that's kind of cool, really, that the Lord would understand that when we accept him, we're not the greatest at some of this stuff. We tend to you know, lose sight of the fact pretty quickly that we have been delivered and that the Lord has given us this wonderful opportunity to commune and enjoy life with him. But then when we're presented with certain decisions, sometimes we don't allow ourselves an opportunity to hear that voice, to, to hear the voice of the Lord, to say, hey, you're getting ready to go kind of in the wrong direction here, dude. You might want to, uh, to reconsider. You might not want to do that. And John Wesley's great uh, leader in faith, and his mom at one time had counseled him, and she said, for him to avoid whatever weakens your reason or impairs the tenderness of your conscience or obscures your sense of God or takes off your relish for spiritual things. Um, often when we start to uh, emerge from our lives of selfishness and we start to walk in this walk of recovery, we start to you know, have a different standard that we're trying to live to. We want to be more like Jesus today than we were yesterday. We have this wonderful example, this sinless example of how we are to live life, how are we are to deal with our decisions and deal with consequences that come our way because of our decisions or how to react to circumstances in our lives. You know, John Maxwell says that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. And so if 90% of my time I'm having to make choices, make decisions, make moral um, decisions about what it is I should do or shouldn't do, then I need the Holy Spirit. I need that conscience to be my guide. And so what I want to encourage you today is that if you're hearing that voice when you're presented with those situations, when you're presented an opportunity to go left or right, when you're presented with, uh, could I continue to maybe uh, skate and not do what I should do? Or is this a place for a little white lie? Or is this the opportunity to not, uh, you know, not do what I've been asked to do? Or maybe do it a little shoddily or um, not do it and say I did or... 
especially if I, you know, have something that's presented to me as a, as a rule or a boundary or whatever we've got going on within the ministry and I'm looking for ways to get out of it or to get around it, um, I'm going to bet um, that the Lord is probably speaking to you when that's getting ready to go on. And that's that voice behind you saying, listen to me before you go right or left, before you make that decision. And sometimes it's really important because as addicted folks, we tend to be pretty impulsive and we tend not to listen to moral uh, reason or we tend not to listen to our spirits when we're getting ready to make a decision. And so my encouragement today is very practical. Uh, if you guys remember Pinocchio or you remember Jiminy Cricket, uh, you know, let that conscience be your guide and that conscience is the Holy Spirit. Pay attention to that passage from Isaiah 30. Listen to what John Wesley's mother said. Remain tender in your conscience. Listen to that voice. And uh, I'll promise you uh, that uh, you, will, you will find that a, a light conscience doesn't weigh much at all, but a guilty one is as heavy as an anvil. Guys, I appreciate you. Hopefully you found this helpful today. Um, look forward to talking to you again soon. Love you. Take care. There's nothing worth more That will ever come close Nothing can compare You're our living hope Your presence I've tasted and seen All the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free yeah, my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory Oh
And our reading from Psalms today comes from Psalm chapter 105, verses 16 through 36. He, the Lord, called for a famine on the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his head with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Joseph was put in charge of all the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. He could instruct the king's aides as he pleased and teach the king's advisors. Then Israel arrived in Egypt. Jacob lived as a foreigner in the land of Ham, and the Lord multiplied the people of Israel until they became, until they became too mighty for their enemies. Then he turned the Egyptians against the Israelites, and they plotted against the Lord's servants. But the Lord sent his servant Moses along with Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed miraculous signs among the Egyptians and wonders in the land of Ham. The Lord blanketed Egypt in darkness, and they had defied his commands to let his people go. He turned their water into blood, poisoning all the fish. Then frogs overran the land and even invaded the king's bedrooms. When the Lord spoke, flies descended on the Egyptians and gnats swarmed across Egypt. He sent them hail instead of rain, and lightning flashed over the land. He ruined their grapevines and fig trees and shattered all the trees. He spoke, and hordes of locusts came, young locusts beyond number. They ate up everything green in the land, destroying all the crops in their fields. Then he killed the oldest son in each Egyptian home, the pride and joy of each family. And our reading from Proverbs today is Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving foundation. It offers escape from the snares of death. Right, and that last song was Holy Spirit by Brian and Katie Torwalt, uh, one of my favorites, and I hope you guys enjoyed that today on our Friday edition of Transformation Radio. want to uh, wish you guys all a great weekend, and whatever you've got planned, hopefully the weather will be cooperative. I have not been looking at it lately, but uh, you know how it could be here in Ohio. Uh, so we're going to end this session with a testimony by Chris Johnson and Big Daddy Weave with Redeemed, and I'm just going to pray us out. Father God, thank you for for this, uh, just for this little radio program, God, that, and um, for everyone that is listening, for everyone that has heard the songs and heard all that is said today, uh, these testimonies, Lord, so powerful, so, so powerful of uh, your redempt, redemptive grace and what you've brought us through. Um, uh, we, we just love you, God. You are amazing and truly Truly, we uh, we don't deserve it, but because of your grace, you have you have offered it to us through your Son Jesus. Um, let's pray blessings on everyone today that's listened, and uh, that uh, they have a great Friday and a great start to their weekend, and uh, that we uh, come together and worship you on Sunday, God, as uh, as a church family, wherever we are here in Lancaster and Ben County, wherever the God that we uh, have a great uh, worship service, not for us, Lord, but just to show you um, our worship to you, God, our, our feeble, feeble worship to you of the great and mighty one that you are. Thank you for all that you've given us, God, in your 
name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, let's have a great weekend, guys. Chris Johnson is up next, and then Big Daddy Weave with Redeemed. And we will see you this weekend. Thanks. Hey, what's going on, guys? Christopher Johnson here, phasing up to the second phase from Denver, Colorado. Uh, just give you a little bit of my testimony. Uh, I was addicted to crack cocaine, pretty much did anything under the sun. Um, just looking for a relationship with God, looking to change my life. Uh, second time around, coming through the ministry, uh, try not to make the same mistakes as I did last time, and just uh, looking forward to doing better and being successful. But uh, to all my guys out there in first phase, I just wanted to hit you with this scripture. Uh, Romans 12, verse 17 to 18. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And uh, just shout out to all you guys, Josh, you know, Chrissy, all you guys, love all you guys. Appreciate you. And as promised, we have the results of last night's inaugural softball game of the greatest softball team ever assembled. The uh, Refuge softball team, their unbroken streak ended last night, unfortunately, and they did not come out on top. But a big shout out to Maddie Morgan, who went yard with a home run, and I got to say, me personally, defensive player of the game. That's shortstop, John Paul. What a game he gave. So uh, John Paul, Maddie Morgan, congrats last night. And just congrats to the whole team. It was a, a great effort, and uh, just a great to see you guys out there. Last last song for us today, Big Daddy Wee with Redeemed. Seems like all I could see was the struggle. Child, lift up your head.
I am 